This week on The Neat Pour is the Joseph A. Magnus episode. Uh, we've got two fantastic offerings. One is a triple cast finish and the other is Cigar Blend Batch 46. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Baby. Hey, welcome back to the Nipore Podcast. Uh, this is a podcast that always focuses on the beauty in the bottle. And of course, we always drink the good stuff. Nick is here. And Shalanda's here. Don't ask me which episode this is because I just lost track, track just that quick. All right, man. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you. Um, but Shalanda, we are back with a vengeance. This is the Joseph Magnus episode. What's going on, Joe? What up, though, Joe? <sighs> Yeah, that's a very shy town thing to call everybody Joe. Yo, Joe, what's up, Joe? You know what I'm saying, Joe? Male, female, um, youngin, uh, elder, you know. Everybody named Joe. Anybody can be. Anybody can be. Anybody can be Joe. So <clears throat> we've got the uh, we've got a triple cast finish, Joseph Magnus, and I think that's the prelude to uh, the big boy, which is a cigar blend bourbon number forty six, is making an appearance on the show. So I'm pretty excited about those. How you feeling, Shalanda? I'm feeling. You know, I'm glad to be back at it. You know, we had to take a little bit of break because, you know, um, Nick wasn't feeling the best, but um, we're, we're, I'm glad we're back. Yeah, I was fucked up. I was under the uh, I was under the weather, man. Did you so. have that Rona? Um, did I have that Rona? I don't know. I don't think so. Nick was sick as fuck. Um, I had a good four day run um, where yeah. I was I was out of there. Yeah. So, um, you know, the little weight, the little weight I lost, I'll probably gain it back because I wasn't drinking <laughs> for, for a few days. But. You know, but um, I'm fully rehab, man. I'm ready to get it. So uh, we got some housekeeping notes. We got some news. We got some news. Yeah. So let's news get news and news. Let's, Come on, let's, let's go let's with it. Let's get into that. And then we'll dive into our two feature uh, bourbons here. Um, Old Forster's in the news, Shalanda. What they do now? Um, the uh, 150th anniversary is going to make an appearance because um, Goose Island. Mm. Uh, the brewery everyone loves to hate is going to feature the uh, Old Forester 150th anniversary barrels in their Bourbon County, Bourbon County 2021 lineup. Oh, shit. Yeah. So um, they got some really fun barrels. Uh, I think the Old Forester 150 and then the Blantons were mm-hmm. the two barrels that really jump off the page mm-hmm. there. So um, good for them. I'm curious to see how Goose's uh, Imperial Stout the legendary BCS, uh, how it plays in the uh, in the old Forster barrels. You know, speaking of that, we actually um, our anniversary was this week, so we cracked open the anniversary stout from last year, and that one spent two years in um, Weller twelve barrels. Dang, I anniversary. Right? Yeah, it was our wedding anniversary. We've been married for four years. Yeah, that shit went by quick as hell. So I know, right? Um, we're gonna try to end this before I hit five years. No, I'm just oh! <laughs> so much of it. Don't get a divorce. No, I'm just bull- like, yeah, next year we're gonna be divorced. I'm just bullshitting. Um, big, he ain't trying to let me go, y'all. He ain't trying to let me go. Big chocolate notes in the uh, in the Weller 12 anniversary. Did you were you you were there? Would what'd you think about that? In yeah. the Weller 12? In the Weller 12 BCS, the first thing I got. Was chocolate and everything else kind of came after that. You thinking back until October of last year. Mm-hmm. I can barely tell you what I did yesterday. Shalanda, Shalanda, this was the middle of last week. Oh damn! We, <laughs> the, f- the fuck is wrong with you? We'll come. We'll come back to that question. Okay, yeah. okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm back on track. I'm back on track. In my defense, I made a a a 
a tiki drink tonight for dinner that had like three different rums in it. So I think it's starting to hit me a little bit. Um, yeah, you're right. That's right. It was just, it was a lot of chocolate. It was, it was a lot a, of baker's chocolate in that one. Yeah, <laughs> in my bed. Just three days ago, bro. Oh, I'm oh. old. Let's see. Um, also in the news, um, cheers to the Black Bourbon Society. Their um, fall private release came out this week. So this is uh, the BBS and Barrel Bourbon. Uh, they came out with something called My Sharia Moore. It's 115 proof. How do we sound, by the way? We sound great. You sound so smooth. All right. Um, that's the only thing that better be smooth on this podcast is the voice. Okay. Nothing else. Nothing else smooth. We don't use that word. Okay. Baby, your voice sounds so smooth. Okay. Thank you. Um, anyway, My Sharia Moore is a barrel release. Mm-hmm. Barrel bourbon. The the barrel craft spirits out of Louisville. Um, it's a blended whiskey made up of 18-year-old Kentucky whiskey and a five to eight year bourbon in a rye. And it's aged for four months in Oloroso sherry barrels. Now, um, Shalanda's a society member. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you get us this? Are we going to drink this on the show? You know, I didn't get that email. I was checking for the email. I think they left me out. The fuck, man. It's 162 bottles, one per person. Uh, sold out in an hour and a half. Uh, that's probably why I didn't get the goddamn email. So, um, but cheers to them. Um, you know, we're huge fans of the Black Bourbon Society. Um, their work with uh, makers, their work with Jim Beam, you know, we kind of follow a lot of the stuff they're doing. We're very excited for the moves they make. So mm-hmm. cheers to that whole team. Um, speaking of Jim Beam, that's a good segue. Uh, Jim Beam announced this week, and actually Shalanda sent me this, uh, Barreled and Boxed. It's a uh, a collection of their uh, what they're calling their rare bourbons. Mm-hmm. So it's a subscription program where every quarter they'll send you out a pair of whiskeys. Uh, for a for the low low price of two hundred seventy dollars plus tax. Oh, plus tax. Now this is like another fifty dollars. <laughs> so yeah. right now it looks like right now this is only in uh, Washington and Kentucky. Oh, that's no fun. I know. How are you gonna launch something like that? It's only like limited. What the fuck? And for the inaugural uh, barreled and box delivery, they're bringing a uh, little book chapter one. That's uh, that's called the easy, and then little book chapter five, which is called the limit the uh, the invitation. So uh, that's $270. I don't know much about the invitation. I've, I've had Little Book Chapter 1, though. I've had that one, too. Little, bit cha- little Book Chapter 1, um, it's a blend of um, like a 13-year-old and a 6-year-old. And then it's a blend. They blend some light whiskey in there, too. Didn't you just post that on uh, Beats? That yeah. Book? Yeah, Little Book. That was uh, that was Little Book Chapter 1. Mm. That was at a barbecue joint out in Mokina from a few years ago that I posted that one. That picture looked wet, don't it? With both the red background behind it and the glassware. Yeah, that's a fancy bottle. I love I love the uh I love the font on a, on the little book series. Um so that's in the news. And then uh finally, um there's a uh there's an interesting uh bourbon fuel train ride that you can take through the Kentucky countryside. So uh, bourbon fans can take part in a 36-mile journey through Kentucky starting on August 21st. It's called the My Old Kentucky Train Dinner. So it's a bourbon train dinner that takes you um, through uh, a 20th century train car through Kentucky. So it's a two and a half hour cruise that takes you through Bartstown. And then it's a like a murder mystery cruise. Mm. So all you need is $150 for the My Old Kentucky Bourbon Excursion. Uh, you get a four course meal and then they'll talk about urban history and production. And then you'll actually pass a lot of locations too. That sounds like fun. It does, man. So a uh, murder mystery train tour full of booze. Damn. Is, uh, I almost made me want to take another trip back down here. 
I mean, if we did, that'd be a good that'd be a good way to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to Knob Creek. We use some Knob Creek wood chips um, on our Sunday. Sundays are for grilling. We record the show on Sundays. We try we, to record the show on Sundays. Yeah, you know, we grilled with. Uh, we made some pineapple uh, seafood tiki bowls. Oh, but we grilled all the seafood um, with Knob Creek chips from actual Knob Creek bourbon. So I, I was excited about that. Um, <clears throat> I think that's about it for news. So now we can get to the booze. That's it for news. Let's get into the booze, that's man. That, oh, that's my new tagline. That's our new segue from now on. That's all for the news. Let's get to the booze. Okay. okay. Um, but one more bit of news. I'm sorry. Damn it. Right. You just fucked up the segue. Right. Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. Um, <sighs> Jack Daniels is in the news. What they do now? Uh, Jack Daniels is releasing a 10-year expression. 10-year? Yeah. So according to Jack Daniels, this is the first time in over 100 years that they released a 10-year expression. So the um, old Jack... The one you know, the black bottle with the white letters. Mm-hmm. That that bottle is uh had, doesn't have an age statement on it. They say it's like four year with some seven year. It's a blend anyway. Um, but this Jack Daniels is uh ten years old, and master distiller Chris Fletcher is excited about this expression of Jack Daniels. And the only reason I bring up Chris Fletcher is because up to this point, you know Jack Daniels is part of the uh, Brown Foreman crew. So Brown Foreman, that's uh. Old Forster, mm-hmm. and that's also Wilford Reserve. Okay. Now, Wilford Reserve, Old Forster doesn't have a uh, master distiller. They have a master taster. That's Jackie's icon. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Chris Morris is the master distiller over at uh, Wilford Reserve. So I always assumed that Chris Morris was the master distiller over all three, but it's not. It's this guy, Chris Fletcher. So that that was the most interesting part of the 10-year Jack announcement, <coughs> you know, that uh, Woodford... And Jack are both under Brown Foreman, but they have separate master distillers, and I didn't know that. So, whew. this is another mouthful. Drink some water. There you go. I feel like a small child just now when you said it that way. <laughs> Drink um, some water, <clears throat> baby. Yeah, man. Um, but today we're here with, um, it's our first episode in a few weeks. Uh, so, we're drinking uh, Joseph Magnus. So now we're done with the news. Now we can get into the booze. We're done with the news. Okay, good. We're done with the news. Uh, let's get into the booze. And what's up first? Um, expression number one. Expression yourself. Is a uh, a bourbon whiskey finished in sherry and cognac cask. Um, and, and it's 100 proof. So that's the Joseph Magnus. Okay. Right. Now, expression number two is a little bit bigger. The cigar blend is 127 proof. Mm. And that's finished in a... Is that why I was giving me um, Arm- Stag Junior vibes? Armagnac, Sherry, and Cognac cask. Yeah. It's big. It's all, you know, nothing is as big and violent as medis- and uh, herbal as Stag Junior. But there are, it is the bar. So when you get close to that feeling, Stag Junior is one of the few things that come to, come to your mind. Now, what do we know about Joseph Magnus, Shalanda? I don't know shit, but you're going to tell me. All right. I'm just have, have a whiff of the... Uh, I'm going to have a whiff. Have a whiff here uh, of the Joseph Magnus. Uh, so Joseph Magnus apparently was a traveling salesman. Uh, he was born in Atlanta, and then he moved to Cincinnati. So he's, uh, he's a blender, a distiller, and a salesman. And uh, Magnus, uh, he had this liquor distillership in downtown Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's a wholesale liquor empire magnet. 
you know, magnate, I guess. Magnate. Yeah. So, um, he built this, he built this liquor empire based on, on two principles, right? Pleasant thoughts and kind deeds, right? Making good liquor and then having this vibe of, you know, pleasant, pleasant thoughts and, and, and kind deeds. Now this ran, um, from 1894 till about 1910, right? And then, uh, it was killed by prohibition in 1918, right? Um, so he, what he's, uh, his top selling liquor was something called the Murray Hill Club whiskey, right? So before prohibition, when it died, um, his, uh, his great grandkids found, found out what they were doing like 122 years later. And then they revived the brand. There seems to be a lot of that, right? Where, yeah. Like, like a previous, a next generation finds out what, what their family did. Kentucky Owl was like that. Um, to a lesser extent, um, who else was like that? The crew in, in Kansas City was like that. The uh, monogram crew. Where, you know, a family member, like a few generations later, found out what their what their forefathers were doing and they wanted to resurrect it. But, you know, at least they they coming back heavy. You know, they're not coming back with just some bullshit. Yeah, that's true. So the great grounds, the great grandson found a 120 year old whiskey produced by his great grandfather. And then he found some hardcore industry vets to uh, taste it with him and then potentially help him uh, revive, <laughs> revive the brand. So. These are the people that he helped, uh, that helped him taste out this whiskey that he found. Um, he found the, uh, the former VP of Buffalo Trace mm-hmm. and the former master distiller of Wilford Reserve. And then he grabbed a lady named, uh, Nancy Fraley. So Nancy Fraley goes by the nose, Nancy the nose Fraley. So she's the master blender on this project. And she was a director of research at the American Distilling Institute. Mm. So. He got some heavy hitters to help him reestablish his brand. So the Joseph A. Magnus Company resurfaced in 2015 in Washington, D.C. So um, what they determined based on that sample from her 20 years ago was that Joseph Magnus used sherry finishing. So they wanted to reconnect with that and focus on the legacy. So the product that they came out with also was finishing sherry cask. And, you know, we were talking about Kansas City earlier, um, but... That seems to be a running theme too with the with those two brands in particular is the introduction of sherry. I mean, like we've had some cast finished products in the past. We talked about Barrel, you know. We talked about who else? Forgate, mm-hmm. right? These are all excellent examples <laughs> of like cast finishing in different barrels. Um, but those aren't particularly sherry. So the sherry thing is pretty cool. Um, so let's get into these tasting notes. Yeah, man. So, so the first one, the one you're drinking is the Joseph Magnus. Yeah, white okay. size glass is the Joseph Magnus triple cask, um, hundred proof. So when I first tasted this one, when I first smelled this one, um, that heat, that spice hit me right off the bat. Um, for me, this was giving me uh, some. Boozy Southern tea vibes, which I like. I dig. You know, you know, I love some good sweet tea. Um, but that spice, you know, I like it spice. So this one is here. I I enjoy. You know, it's so funny. We we would see this one on the shelf all the time, and we always passed it up. So what made you get this one? Um, I was holding out for the cigar blend. So to back up, 
the uh, the Joseph Magnus, which is a black label, and then um, kind of a light orange label for the cigar blend. Joseph Magnus is about a hundred dollars, and I think the cigar blend is like one hundred seventy on retail. Do you think that the Joseph Magnus is worth this price point? I mean, when you consider what they're doing with the cask, mm-hmm. and it and you and when you smell the finished product, I'm a big fan. You know. Oh, we, you, we always, on this show, we tend to go back to, you know, uh, familiar flavors when right. we, from when our childhood. And I was telling you uh, in the pre-show, I'm like, I smell peach and I smell black, walnut. but I smell black walnut. Yeah. yeah like black walnut bitters. Cause you know, my mom was a huge fan of this black walnut ice cream. So that flavor just kind of just stays in my nose. I just hate that. <clears throat> my grandfather just eat that. And I can see what you mean with the tea vibes because I do get that herbal, I, I get that herbal little lemon little, little mint that you would get from a tea. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of the complexity of this one. <clears throat> um, the thing about these finished whiskeys, I mean, for lack of a better term, they kind of, they kind of taste like a pre-made cocktail a little bit already. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, and that's what people like about rye whiskeys and but not that these are rye, but you know, just that, that those non-traditional bourbon flavors of like, um, <clears throat> Like a concentrated orange, almost like an orange oil or orange liqueur. And then a black, we talked about black walnut and you get these flavors of uh, fruit and mint that you might not always get in a Kentucky straight bourbon. And I think that's the attraction. So of these two, <clears throat> wait, no, okay. Before I ask that question, let's dive into the cigar blend. Yeah. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the cigar blend. So this is batch 46 of the cigar blend. And um, Nancy kind of dubs, she dubs every like six or so batches, she dubs them a series, right? Mm-hmm. So the this cigar blend batch number uh, 46 is known as a psychedelic summer. And uh, it's part of the rock and roll batch is what they called it. So... Um, it hails from six particular Armagnac barrels that were transferred from the distillery because the distillery started in Washington, D.C. in 2015. And then they moved to Holland, Michigan, uh-huh. because the original Joseph A. Magnus, the guy, the, the, the namesake, he moved from D.C. to Michigan. So um, these are inspired by that. So the rock and roll batch is uh, batches 42 through 47. And this particular one is... Oh, it's psychedelic summer. So psychedelic summer um, is the follow up. If I got this right, it's the follow up to shake, rattle and roll. Uh And it's the precursor to beatnik breakfast. So. And it's 127 proof. Yeah, you can definitely I I don't know about you, but I definitely get that hug with the cigar blend. Yeah, man, I get um, I get a little powdered sugar, and I get, I get a ton of cinnamon. I definitely get the cinnamon, and I think that's the higher proof is kind of giving you that red hot cinnamon vibe. Now you were saying earlier that in the pre-show that the Magnus, the the just the regular blend, um, has a creamy mouthfeel. Yeah. Um, I'm getting more. I mean, I see what you're saying with that one. I'm not saying you're wrong. But for me, I'm getting more of a creamy mouth filled with the cigar blend. Yeah, I think um, 
you know, like like tobacco and the and the dried the dried fruit and the cinnamon. I get more of the spice uh-huh. on the on the uh, cigar blend. Yeah, that I'm getting that. Oh, I'm getting that. Now, you know what? I would love to try, and I wish we would have done this pre-show or even had it up here with us right now while we're recording the water, the limestone water, and to just to kind of open this one up just to see how it would change yeah, how droppers. much it will open. yeah do we have any droppers you know the last time you know we hood we use straws do we try oh that's right of the sisters that you know shalana's got two sisters and of of the three of them shalana is definitely the most hood ah, so, yeah. i'm that hood though <laughs> like from the hood though yeah but you um, married me so now what <laughs> i get um you know i get those spices the way i get them and uh, you ever had the glugs the the the, the, <laughs> nah, the you ain't backing that one down. I'm listening. You ever try the uh, the glug slushies over in um over in Andersonville? You know they do their little midsummer block party and they have um they have a glug wine, which is basically a spiced wine at one of those bars. And in the summer they do the glug slushies, which is a slushy made from the wine. Mm. But the spiced wine, right? Like the dark fruits with the with the spices. You know th- that's what this reminds me of. This cigar thing, <clears throat> it reminds me of the glug slushy that they serve at the Midsummer Fest in Andersonville. <laughs> oh, so someone's triggered. The hood sister. Someone's triggered by my little assessment there. You know? I don't care, but you married me though. <laughs> now what? <laughs> so, so they're definitely different. I think they're both rich. I actually tend to agree with you. Like the cigar, the cigar blend, you know, is a little bigger, is a little creamier. Um, but you know, the tannins and all those spices kind of get in, are in the front for me. So I can't, I really, I can't really comment on the creaminess as much, but then on this cigar, on this non-cigar blend, just the Joseph, the Joseph Magnus one, um, which is honestly a little bit, I'm leaning towards that one. Cause there's a simplicity there. Which one? Um, <laughs> I'm leaning towards the hundred dollar one versus the $170 one. I don't I'm know. Le- Maybe have a go with the hood one. I'm leaning for the, um. The sherry and sherry and cognac cask, just because I, I like the simplicity of it. You know, I think I will say this. That's what bougie people say. I will say this. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a thoughtful, there's a thoughtfulness and a and an artfulness in both of these, mm-hmm. right? So it's really just a preference of what you what you're into at the time. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, my opinion will probably shift going forward, but you know, I'm actually. The black walnut and the simplicity of the Joseph Magnus is um, I'm more into that than I am the cigar blend today. You know, even though the cigar blend is a little harder to find and it's got a lot more going on and it's every bit as good. You know, I'm just just today. I really enjoy the Joseph Magnus a little bit more. Okay, so we'll revisit this one at a later date. You know what? Some I think we need to do a recap show. I tell people when people always ask me about um about like the first timers when it comes to bourbon. Like what are, what are you what's your first assessment of bourbon? And I'm always telling people never trust your first judgment on the first sip because there have been bourbons the first time I've tasted them, I didn't like them. And then I turn around and I revisit them later. Um, I don't know if maybe I was having something all the day or maybe I had something that altered my taste, but, and then I turn around and enjoy them. But then there have also been bourbons that I probably enjoyed the first time and then went back and had them a couple more times and didn't enjoy it as much. So the Sam Houston was like that for me. 
Yeah. I thought it was kind of just um, a little forgettable. But then, you know, you know, you know, the price factor creeped into that. Mm -hmm. And then the proof factor creeped into that. And then the one I went back and visited it after we went through a bunch of other whiskeys, then those things became less of an issue. And then I, I was just a huge fan of the flavors at that at that proof point. And, you know, like it was like the Michter's tenure that kind of swayed me. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you can be flavorful at 95 proof, you know, Michter's I don't think is. I think the tenure Michter's is the same as the Michter's on the shelf. Pretty <laughs> much. And that's what made me appreciate other whiskeys at a, a smaller proof point. So I do understand your point. Oh, but anyway, I had to go back and try those whiskeys to, to make that assessment. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I agree with that. Um, but yeah, man, shout out to the Joseph Magnus, the black label, man, because I'm getting, um, you know, I'm getting a little like black peppercorn, getting a little apricot, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I'm a big fan of that one today, Shalonda. So, today. Keyword. Today. Yeah. So. But yeah, that's a lot going on, man. I think we talked a lot about them as a brand. Um, their tagline is remarkable spirits for remarkable people. And we yeah. are remarkable people. Yeah. And this, um, the pleated drape neck on the gla- on the bottle is very nice. Yeah. And um, there's a family crest on the back of the bottle. Mm-hmm. And then um, the font is, I mean, it's a very handsome bottle. The font and everything is just very nice. It's a sexy bottle. Yeah. Um, so I think that's it, Shalanda. We got anything else? Nope. That's about it on this end, you know? All right. Um, the latest... Uh, story up on the website is uh peerless we talk about our trip to peerless and then we talk about the two whiskeys we had on episode 44 from peerless the sweet mash episode. so this would be episode 45 because i think that was the last one we did right no we did sam houston after that oh shit. god damn Shalanda. look hey i'm old you've been drinking man. and old. i've been drinking yeah I've so drinking. is um what do you think is that it should we get out of here that's about it so you know you can catch us individually nick where can i find you at hey man i'm on twitter at nicosio and then you can catch me on all the social medias at Afro Beer Chick and collectively at the Newport and check us out on the Newport.com. And new episodes drop Monday morning ish ish. You know, I go into the office now, so it may have to be like more afternoon. <laughs> cool story, bro. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. And uh signing off, like we always say, uh don't get a divorce. Uh just pour another drink. Drink more bourbon. Until next time. From the hood sister. Peace out. Ha, ha, ha.